0: For our next episode, we managed to catch up with busy philanthropist, mother of two, Lauren Bush Lauren, founder of Feed Projects. She's a granddaughter of former President George W.H. Bush and niece of former President George W. Bush. She's also married to David Lauren, son of fashion designer Ralph Lauren. To date, Feed Projects have provided an incredible 107 million meals for kids. That is an achievement I know I'd be proud of. She has many, many more projects on the go. So have a listen to learn what she is up to next.
1: And the way this is helping is it's made entirely of recycled bottles, um, which I'm really proud of. And the bags look great. And we're really excited. Today's the first day.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So you're saying it was a year in the making with National Geographic to get this off the ground? and
1: Yeah, I mean, it was always sort of a lot of goodwill there um, when I first approached them. And it just you know you know things take sometimes longer than you would expect to get going, and they're not only you know a magazine, they're a media company, they're you know many things. Um, so sort of navigating those waters, and and you know they again love the mission of Feed, and they're very mission driven as well as a company. So it just makes a lot of sense. But I you know in designing the product. We wanted to make it something very fashion forward, obviously thoughtful in terms of the materials we are making it of and sourcing. But also, you know, our tagline is for everyday exploration. So something, you know, whether you are taking some epic around the world trip or whether you're, you know, a mom in Kansas City going about your everyday chaotic life, a bag and bags, a collection that would be really helpful and kind of empower you and and enable you along your journey.
0: Do you find that it's... I would imagine you get a lot of offers to collaborate with brands. And I guess you have to be quite diligent, do due diligence and be quite um, careful of who you align with um, so that is true
1: to your brand. Yeah, I think, I mean, so much of what Feed has done and I would say how primarily we've built the brand over the last decade has been partnerships. And when it's done right, it's amazing. I've done not so great, it's <laughs> less amazing. But yeah, finding that kind of brand alignment from a design perspective, certainly from a mission and kind of in general intention perspective has been, I would say, one of my primary jobs at Feed and one of my greatest challenges and joys.
0: And I noticed that we've also been discovering that you've launched Feed Kids. Was that a natural progression because now you're a mother of two young children and juggling coming into work, a diaper bag, an office bag, a computer bag, and just having it made sense to do this
1: Yeah, it made a lot of sense. I mean, it's something I've wanted to do for a bit now, but especially after having kids of my own. I think very naturally, it's funny, my father-in-law is Ralph Lauren. And, you know, he got married. First, he started as a men's line. He, you know, was married. He started the women's line. He had kids. He started the kids line. He was able to get his first home. He started a home line. So, you know, I do think we all design and create what we want to live with and see um, the potential. And so for me, definitely having my own kids, but also I would say very much connected to our mission, you know, we are feeding kids in school. So to make a lunch bag, for example, or lunchbox uh, makes a ton of sense, you know, for kids and for adults to use every day as you're having lunch yourself, like what an amazing moment to kind of be mindful of the fact that, you know, others need help um, and we can do something about that. So there was a, a good tie in, I guess, to kind of kids helping kids also in, in launching the kids collection.
0: Is there certain areas that you've gone in, you've provided it, meals, a place that you, you're looking forward to the future that you think, Oh, we really, really want to be into this, in this yeah. area or this town or this country that needs help that like, do you have goals like that, that you want to, like you set a five-year plan.
1: You know, we're kind of in the process of doing that often. Um, I mean, we work very closely with our giving partners on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is the UN World Food Program. Yes. The other is um, No Kid Hungry. So helping give school meals here in our own country. So all about school meals, all about kids in you know, underserved areas. Uh, in the past, we've given quite a bit uh, to Rwanda over the years, to school feeding there. In the past more recently Sri Lanka, which I was there in April, Mozambique, I was there two years ago. So definitely, you know, working again, closely and and directing money to where the need is greatest. What we do when we give abroad with the World Food Program is we earmark specifically for countries that are doing homegrown school meals. So meals that are being grown locally by farmers and then provided within their radius to, to schools. It's a way more sustainable way to approach development and actually when i started feed and when i started working with the world Food program they didn't actually even have that program up and running oh wow so it's something you know relatively new for them and and one that we're really proud to
2: kind of help in the uk at the moment we're really really struggling with um the the amount of uh is hidden so well and um, I think people are genuinely really shocked at families, the families that the kids that are going to school with that are just getting not being fed properly. And um, I think that we just forget, especially, you know, we, we watch TV, we see things on television in third world countries and everything. And really the shock at the moment in the UK is how, how you know, widespread, the the um the, the problem is in the UK with, with um families not being able to feed themselves. And, you know, the food banks are really fighting continuously to to make sure that families are getting fed. And it's just, you know, I think the, the embarrassment and the the shame in some way that, that it carries with people here. Um they're not reaching out. And, you know, it's finding a way in the UK as well to try and to try and feed these families and, and make their lives better and help in some way. And what you've done, I mean, I just hope hope that it really that people look at this and find a way that, that, that we can spread this right into here as well.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we are, I mean, I, we struggle with the same issue here in America. Absolutely. So UK is definitely not alone. Yeah, we're really proud to work with our giving partners, I would say, you know, not only getting kids here in America, uh, a meal Often, what kids are getting, or what we're helping support, is getting a, a school classroom breakfast meal. So kids that are qualified and maybe getting free school lunch, which is really important and needed, they are—they were finding that kids were going to school and they were hungry until that lunch meal, and not able to concentrate or learn as easily. And so now, No Kid Hungry has helped provide a classroom breakfast program in conjunction with local governments and you know school districts and all that. And it really is amazing because kids are going to school, they're starting their day off, this breakfast meal, it then enables them, empowers them, you know, through most of the day until they get to that lunch meal. Anyway, so it's very, and we also work with uh, Feeding America, which is the largest network of soup kitchens and food banks in the country, just for, yeah, you know, to make ends meet. Families are working many, many jobs. Um, It's not for lack of trying, and they just need that extra order to kind of get by.
0: That's remarkable. It's great, though, that you've, you know, you've seen that there's this need to do this, and this has been 12 years of your life, dedicating this and building this, and it's it's... I'm so inspired and I'm so in awe of you doing this. It's, it's incredible because I n- now know how hard it is to do something <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not been done before that is breaking. It a
1: little bit crazy,
0: but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and blinkered and ha- hugely optimistic and, and just o- obsessed. To, yeah. but it's It, <laughs> it must that's, be amazingly rewarding, though, to just... That's could a you good get, word. Yes, you get to see, I don't see the follow through yet, but you have done where you're working really hard well we're not I just mean that we're not connecting directly yet to the foundations and the organizations that we we would like to in the soon future aim to help yeah whereas you you do experience that and that must that to me would be the biggest biggest joy that you've worked so hard and then you see these kids that you're helping their future because it's the you know lack of food is like you said you, you can't concentrate and I don't think people really understand what a massive knock on effect and, and impact that has that a kid won't finish school. They can't do their homework. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah. it's incredible. More to be done, as you know. Oh, oh, yeah. It's never ending.
1: Yeah. You climb one hill and then you see the next hill and then the next mountain. Yeah. But uh...
0: did you? I just I noticed as well before that when I was, we were doing research that you went to Chad as a student with the World Food mm-hmm. Programme. Is that the same World Food Programme? food program you're working with now that's been a continuous alignment yeah
1: it? i started which was really what led me to start feed i was able to travel with the world food program when i was a student in college that trip to chad i got funding from my university as like thesis research quote unquote wow to go to africa for like three weeks in the summer so to chad i went to Lesotho, where about a third of the population had aids at the time and then went to tanzania so just amazing like you said to get the on the ground experience. Mm-hmm.
2: And was that when you came back and decided was was it literally after those trips that you decided to come back and and, and start feed?
1: Yeah, I had the idea. I'm trying to think timeline. I think I had had the idea actually prior to that trip, but it wasn't until after that trip and after graduating college that I was able to, you know, fully kind of dedicate all my time to this. And I, I actually graduated with the first bag prototype. So I had taken it wow. that far. But I didn't have, you know, a company started. I definitely I wasn't selling it anywhere. Um, it was in development in college, but it took about six or seven months out of college to get it for sale on Amazon.com actually. And then from there, yeah, many iterations, many partnerships later. We have and many more bags. I'd say what we do from a design perspective, given your magazine, I think really merges beautifully, yeah, the socially conscious and philanthropy with design. My intention always was to create something that's fashionable and sort of this badge of honor. That gives back in this meaningful and tangible way. It makes it easy for people to engage in what is otherwise this very you know, massive and overwhelming world issue of, of hunger. Again, to make it tangible and hopefully meaningful, but also fashionable. I think, you know, what what I've I started feed. I, I would say very idealistic, optimistic that people would just simply support it only for the give back. And while I do think that's where. A lot of our, you know, consumers' hearts are are at. They're not going to buy something that they also design wise don't love. They're not gonna give it to their friends. So definitely marrying, you know, the design quality, a, a distinctive brand look, with the give back is is essential.
0: I think you've done a great job. I see them a lot. Yeah, you do see them a lot,
2: and I think I think as well the younger generation. I mean, I have a seventeen year old daughter who is she, I mean, she's very conscious of. Um, you know, what, what she uses, how she lives her life, um, what she's buying, how much she's buying, where it's coming from, what the footprint is that she, that we left. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing that this younger generation are very, very conscious of what they are spending their money on purchasing and what difference it can make to other people's lives as well as their own.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. I think it, it does. It gives me a ton of hope when I hear that. Yeah, it's so cool. I think it's it's been neat. I would say over the last you know twelve years to see um, just the trend of conscious consumerism. Now it's sort of morphed into they're calling activism consumerism. Just take off and continue to be um, not just a nice to have, but really kind of a standard of doing business.
0: Well, you were kind of ahead of the curve of all of this, Lauren. When you think about well. You've been doing this for 12 years. It's true. People are just coming around now to be the last two years. Um, everyone's just becoming super aware about, you know, doing something good and having um, a conscience, let's say. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, yeah, I think people realize life is short and it's also a great marketing hook if you want to just be totally selfish about it. It's a wonderful way to get people engaged in your brand and this like greater purpose. And I do think we live in this day and age where we're being bombarded by ads and stuff, stuff, stuff that we don't need. So to be able to not just sell someone something, but to sell them a greater purpose and a greater mission. As you know, mission. Yes. <laughs> it's a win-win.
2: <laughs> uh, very- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I ask, do you have a is there a
0: bucket list then for feed? You know, is there is there things you've got the feed kids, you've done you're about to do feed home, which I'm excited to see. That's gonna be incredible, I bet Yeah,
1: thank you. That's gonna that's coming out um for holiday which has always been a dream and super excited. Now there's always more to be done. Obviously some things I can't fully talk about yet, but, you know, for example, two years ago, we opened our very first store and cafe in Brooklyn. It's like a coffee shop, but also a store. And that's been a real dream come true because we've been able not only to use it as like another point of sales, but really as a community center tool for for the brand and for that conversation. Um, So that's been a joy, not without some hard work, but-
0: (laughs) I bet it's in a great location. It's it's so cool. The store.
1: Thank you. Thanks for letting us sell your magazine
0: there. Oh my God! No, of course. I'm just well. I like Charlene said earlier. You were the first person to ask to have it. Oh,
1: cool. Period.
0: The first person.
1: Um, oh, beautiful.
0: So it was very. Um, I was really. I was so excited because you were the first person I told about it <laughs> Period, and you're the first person to go to the like magazine. I'm so. first for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. we have. We noticed as well, you went to the same art school I went to. You went to Chelsea St. Martin, oh, you did. St. Martin's. Oh, Okay.
1: I didn't even go there.
0: Yeah. When, what did no, you study No, I just there? did like
1: a summer course um, for a few months yes. in just fashion design. Nice. And loved it. Oh, my gosh. It was one of the best summers ever. I was,
2: Did you really enjoy London?
1: <laughs> I love London. It was, and just the course was so creative. I met such interesting people. And yeah, to have an excuse to live in London for a month or two was awesome.
2: Well, you got to open the store here in London. It'd be very cool to have a store. It would, be very
0: it would be very well received, I'm sure. So, when does the feed home then come to, come to fruition? Did you say around yeah, Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's um,
1: exactly right before Thanksgiving, which is timely. But it's all home goods related to food, which again makes sense for the mission. So, it will be aprons, cutting board, serve board, big beautiful wood bowl, some ceramics, and it's all artisan made, which I'm really proud of my team. And, and I've worked hard to, yeah, make sure everything is like not only giving back, but also helping support artisans in their livelihoods.
0: And is this something that you see that's going to be an ongoing part of feed to do the home collection? Or was that just a?
1: don't know. I mean, I would say it's like a bit of a test until we know people want it, Mm -hmm. but um, my hope is that it's an ongoing part of what, what we offer
0: yeah it sounds like a natural transition yeah
1: I mean I love the feedback and um that I think will forever be the kind of core of feed but feed can definitely be things beyond that um so excited to kind of continue to explore that we've also done home over the years with partners Pottery Barn West Elm, Sonoma um Target even so it's been tested in my mind it's just now for us to kind of go forth with and do it our way um and direct to customer Yes.
0: Will you ever do your feed suppers again? Yeah. So those
1: are also ongoing, which is fun. We, um, when we started it, it was we made it sort of a month call to action for people to host suppers, and we did that for a few years. Yes. And then people were like, "Oh, I really want to host one in June, or you know, for Christmas." And we were like, "No, the cutoffs." Like, <laughs> which sounds so strange. So we've opened it up, and the platform is like always live, and anyone can sign up anytime and host a supper any any way they want, which just means essentially, yeah, turning whatever gathering you're doing with friends, whether it's in your home and your favorite restaurant and you're on a park bench in your dorm room, wherever it is. So it can be a Yeah. Turn it into a a feed supper and ask folks to contribute. You know, even again, a small donation really makes a big difference. So uh, making fundraisers sort of grassroots and hopefully really easy and, and fun and engaging and solution oriented. So Feed Supper continues to be sort of our hallmark activation and something we do as a team and with different partners. But really, it's meant for people to kind of grab onto and run with how to do that.
0: That's such a great idea. I guess I think we can uh, can wrap it up soon. But I I would love to know if you because we have this. It's called My Mission Is, the Mm -hmm. podcast. So I'd love to know what your mission is.
1: Well, I guess my mission is to Feed Hungry Kids <laughs> is the <laughs> most basic one. But I think also my mission is to, yeah, create a great impact-driven lifestyle brand.
0: Yes. Well, I think you're you're doing that. You're on your way to that, for thank sure. You. Gosh. Lauren, thank you yeah. so much for, for making the time to thank speak to us. Well. It's, it's, I love everything you're doing. It's. I wish you continued success. Thank you. You too.
1: Thank and you thank
2: man. you for your support as well, Lauren. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Thank you bro. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Bye okay, now. Bye-bye.
0: Coming up in the next episode is someone I've greatly admired from afar since his time at Calvin Klein as creative director. Gosh, never would I dream that our paths would cross years later down the road. Francisco Costa has found his mission. Listen to our next episode to find out what it is.